I had always wanted to be a professor. I didn't want to do the PhD. I didn't want to do all the research yeah. and so on. I, I did a master's in neurobiology okay. with the intention on going on for a PhD. I decided, you know, I can't be a professor. I'm just going to act like I'm a professor. I'm going to teach the stuff that I would teach. We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Leslie Samuel. Welcome, Leslie. Glad to be here, man. Leslie is a blogging expert. Specifically, he owns becomeablogger.com. That is correct. Where you teach people on blogging, as well as you are a guest that appears on Fox 35 in Orlando. That's correct. As a tech and social, social media, media expert. Yep. So he's got some good stuff going on. Want to learn a little bit more about the world of blogging. It is not dead. It is not dead. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> That's right. I got to feed my here. family. That's right. So Leslie, give us a little bit of your background. How, how have you come to be where you are now as this blogging expert? What's your, what's your life? What's the life sketch of Leslie look like? Yeah, uh -huh. sure. Okay, so th this actually started back in like 2008. I was teaching at a high school, science and math. It was a boarding academy, so the students lived there. And we were their teachers. This, we, is, this is where? This is in Michigan. This is Michigan. In okay. Michigan. Uh -huh. um, so we're their teachers, we're their parents, we're everything, it okay. seemed. Okay, this is a um, school. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I was, you know, just kind of looking online for things you could do to make some extra cash. Mm -hmm. Because evidently, teachers don't make the most money in the world or yeah. something. Yeah. So I stumbled onto a way to make some money using websites that were, they were called freebie websites. Okay. Where you complete offers and you refer your friends and you get like a free TV or a free iPod and those oh, kinds okay. of things. Uh -huh. uh, and, I, and I learned a system of making money with that. Okay. Um, but the way I was doing it was there were these forums uh, back in those days where people were looking to complete the offers and they'd complete it and you'd give them a cut of what you make basically. Okay. So it was this a process that I went through and I was learning about it, but I, I, I found that I was spending so much time in the forums trying to attract people and I thought, but what if there were a way for me to build something online where people could find me as opposed to me always have to go out to find them. Yeah, essentially building your own audience. Exactly. Okay. And that's when I learned about blogging okay. first. Mm -hmm. So when I started my blog, I was actually the freebie guy, teaching people about freebies. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I started to realize I don't, I don't really care about freebies. I, yeah. I, I was more fascinating in the blogging aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to experiment with blogging a little more. So. Um, my, my background is in biology. Okay. Uh, I, was, uh, I was teaching biology and a bunch of other science and math classes. Um, but I had always wanted to be a professor. I didn't want to do the PhD. I didn't want to do all the research yeah. and so on. I, I did a master's in neurobiology okay. with the intention on going on for a PhD, but decided... You had about I, enough of school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. um, so what ended up happening was I decided, you know, I can't, I can't be a professor. Um, I'm just going to act like I'm a professor. I'm going to teach the stuff that I would teach 
if, if I were, I had gone through all that exactly uh -huh. because I knew the information. Yeah. So I started a blog. Yeah, it's um, just a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah and exactly. some time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I started a blog, started making YouTube videos. It started growing like really quickly okay. um, to the point where at a certain point I was getting like 100,000 people coming in a month. Okay, and, wow. and for me, I mean, actually the first month when I got 400 people coming there, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Why are all these people coming to my website? I mean, yeah. I knew why they were coming, but it was, it was fascinating that, you know, I'm here in my basement making these little videos, drawing on the screen, yeah. and all these people are watching it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that grew very quickly. Uh, next thing you know, I got invited to apply for a job as a professor in a university. Oh, wow. So I applied for the job. Um, they saw my application and they were like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, you're not qualified. You're, yeah, you don't have no, the yeah, credentials. That, exactly. Um, but I went in and met with them and I showed the chair my website, my blog. Uh -huh. And he, when I came in, he was kind of sitting back <laughs> looking at me. And he, it's pretty guarded. Yeah, yeah. He was he literally, yeah. So why are you here? Uh -huh. And I told him, well, I'm applying for this job um, and I just wanted to show you some of the things that I'm working on. So I took him to the computer and I brought him to the blog and he went from this to kind of... Kind of opening yeah, up. Yeah, opening up a little bit. Not folding his arms no, anymore. Leaning forward and there was a point because I was standing up over him and showing him the things in a computer. And he looked at the computer, he looked at me and I, I can remember it as if it were yesterday. He said, you... Did, did this? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he was like, can I, can I uh, browse around a little yeah. bit? So then he took the mouse and then he started looking around. Yeah. And he got so excited. Yeah. He then took me around the entire department and started introducing me to the people on the committee that were making the decisions. He said, I just want you to have, I, I want them to have a, a face to put with the name. Okay. Um, and when he was introducing me to these people on the committee, I felt like he was introducing his long lost son. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you know, make a long story short, they offered me the job. It was wow. a unanimous decision. They had 20-something applicants, PhDs, and, and this was in a doctoral program. Yeah. Um, and they gave me the job. So what I do now is, you know, I've learned so much in that process. Eventually, I left the job to do this full time. But I, I enjoy the process so much that I want to teach others. How do you take, okay, you're passionate about a certain topic. How do you take that and start creating content? How do you um, build a platform? And how do you turn it into a business? All of the things that I've been doing over the years, I want to empower teach other others people. and teach them exactly how to do it. Yeah, so you had done it with biology. I had done it with, with biology, science, with and science, stuff. and with um, blogging uh -huh. and, and freebies back yep. in the days. And, and you learned the systems and learned the formula for doing that. And now you're like, okay, yeah. so someone else can do this with their own passion. Exactly. It's like I'm able to teach others how they can teach others. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, this, it's an amazing thing, right? Because uh -huh. I teaching is my passion. Yeah. I love to share the, whatever I've learned. And if I can see in your eyes, you go from confused to... Oh, that makes sense. Uh huh. But now if I can empower others to do that for many others, it's, I mean, it's so rewarding. That is very cool. And so that's what becomingablogger.com is about. Becomeablogger.com. Right? I mean, yes. becomeablogger.com yeah. is about is, is teaching people to be able to take whatever they're interested and passionate about or whatever they have expertise in and go and teach exactly. others. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. I love that. I love that. That's a, that's a great little mission to be on. So, yeah. 
so that that's some really good background. Where where are you from originally? Originally St. Martin. Okay. Yeah, Saint and then I, I moved to Michigan when I turned 17, went to college, and then yeah. it went from there. Very cool. And you are not shy on becomeablogger.com about the fact that you very much believe in God. Absolutely and not. And that he's given you everything you have to this point. Absolutely. I have no disagreement with at all. <laughs> so tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. Why, um, why, why so open about your faith? Because when I think about my faith, I don't think about something separate. Okay. I think about, it's like, it's as if you're, um, the, the question is as if you're asking me, um, you know, why do you talk to people about your family? Yeah. Well, no, my family, is, that's a part of who I am, yep. right? Mm -hmm. My faith is, I mean, <laughs> quite frankly, it's almost everything. Uh -huh. um, because yeah. some of the decisions that I've made, I would not have made, it didn't even make sense to make. It's like, like, why would you do that? Well, I felt as if God was telling me, this is time, it's time now for you to take this next step. Mm. And it didn't look logical to me. And f um, for me, if I feel it and my wife feels it as well, mm -hmm. and we talk about it and it's kind of like, wait, I was feeling the exact same thing. It's, it's affirmation yes. that this is where um, God wants us to go. And we've made, a, yeah, we've, we've made a number of very bold decisions just based on that. Yes. And externally, you'd look at it and you'd think, okay, you're kind of crazy. But in retrospect, you'd look back at it and you'd say, wow, mm -hmm. now I see it. Yeah, in hindsight, and, and you can, there's, a, there's a leader within our church that talks about when you look back on your life, you can see how God was arranging the chess pieces. Absolutely. The but, Absolutely. No, but only when you look back. Exa at the time, you don't necessarily see it that way. You're like, that isn't logical. Why would I make that move? Yeah, you know, th there was an experience that I had where I was teaching at the, the boarding academy mm -hmm. and my mom called me. And when she called me, she was just crying and she couldn't speak. Um, and I'm like, what's going on? I'm getting ready to teach my class. Um, and she tells me that something's wrong with my dad. Um, uh, he lost all control of his limbs and then he fell to the ground. His blood pressure went to 200 over something and then it crashed down and they put him into a coma and they're sending him to the country of Colombia. I'm like, what in the world? Now, up to this point, I'd never lost anyone. Um, and so much changed in my life. I had to go and fly to Colombia to be with my parents and help through with the process. And through that process, God brought me to a place where there was a kind of piece of, you know what, God, if you were to take my dad or allow my dad to pass, no, if you were to allow my dad to live, mm -hmm. I'm going to praise you because mm -hmm. I know that all things work together for my good, for mm -hmm. our good. Mm -hmm. and, then, and if you were to allow him to pass, mm -hmm. I'm still going to praise you right. because I know that all things work together for our good. Yep. And if I know that, then my praise is independent on what the circumstance is. Yeah. And going on that journey, he, he survived and everything went well, but going on that journey brought me to a place where, you know what? No, I'm giving God praise regardless of what is going on in my life. Yeah, Whether it's my business, my family, my, my, the opportunities that I get, I have to give him praise because he is the one that has his hands and all of this stuff giving me guidance and telling me to do things that sometimes don't seem like it makes sense. But then in retrospect, it all makes sense. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So it reminds me of a co-worker that I had back in the day at Orabrush before Harmon Brothers. Uh -huh. And his wife ended up passing away from 
she died of brain cancer. Mm. Very young. Yeah. You know, um, young 30s. Uh, they had a family of four or five, I think, kids. Yep. And um, really, really challenging. Mm -hmm. I was at the funeral and her dad spoke, was very composed. And the line that stuck with me and has ever since is that he said, he, he basically said, we go through hard things mm -hmm. and we go through things that we recognize as blessings. Yeah. And he said, but the real thing is, he said, our faith is in Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and is not dependent on outcomes. Exactly. And I think that's so much of what you're talking about is being able to praise God in the good times in the and good, in the bad. In the bad. Um, I don't know if you've, um, Kip, Kipling's poem, um, the oh. one that talks about um, taking the success and the failure and treating them both as the same imposter. Oh, wow. It's the poem, If. Okay. By uh, Rudyard Kipling. It says, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs mm -hmm. and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, mm. if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build, build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. Hmm. Um, if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they're gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. And here's, here's the end of it. If you can walk, if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue mm. or walk with kings, not lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can feel the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Oh yeah, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. Mm. That's the line. Yeah. Meet that's... with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. I, and I love that. And I, I love that concept. I also love where it said if you can meet with the idea of meeting with kings and being humble and meet with the, uh -huh. it, the, the contrast there and the... Uh, I'm, I'm big on humility and mm -hmm. to a certain extent sometimes a little too big on humility to where I hold myself back sometimes. Okay, sure. Um, uh, but it's the, it's the idea of embracing what you are called to do, mm -hmm. doing it proudly and boldly, mm -hmm. because this is your calling. You mm -hmm. embrace it fully. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't embrace it to the point where it goes to your head. That, yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I've, I, I just read a book called, um, it was by the um, creator of VeggieTales, Phil oh, Vischer. Cool. Um, I, think it's last, I think it's pronounced Vischer. Anyway, called Me, Myself, and Bob. He, talk, <laughs> he talks in there about how, um, how God, God doesn't necessarily want your impact. He wants your heart. Mm, yeah. And um, um, anyway, it's a really, it. it's it's a really it's a really good book. So awesome. I think you'd like it. But um, anyway, let's talk a little bit about your from poop to gold moment. <laughs> I'm sure you have many of them. It sounds like, but yeah, when was when was the time that you really kind of hit rock bottom before you were able to turn it into something better? 2014. Okay. Um, uh, 
professor in a doctoral physical therapy program. Absolutely loved my job. Um, this is the one you this secured. Is the, this is the one that I got as a result of blogging. Yep. Um, the no PhD mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> doctoral program. Yep. Um, things were just insane. I'm working like crazy. It's, a, it's at a doctoral level. I'm teaching anatomy. I never took anatomy. And I'm mm. teaching that to doctoral students. Um, so I'm learning a lot in the process, and I'm constantly busy. Um, my wife and I had our first child, my son Noah, uh, two, two years before that. And I'm never around. And it feels terrible. I feel like my wife is a single mother. And that didn't sit well with me. Yeah. That's when I went to my wife. How and many kids, did you say? We have two kids now. Okay, but at the yeah. time, that was just one. It was just the one. Okay. Uh, went to my wife, and I was like, this isn't working for us. Something needs to change. I feel like I, I, I either have to stop my business or I have to leave my job, both of which I love. Now, I was feeling more of the leave my job thing, but I didn't want to, you know, say that because listen, this is That's a security. security. It's, it's security, you know. It's all, a, and it's a big deal to the wife. It's a huge deal. We have health benefits, very mm -hmm. good health benefits. Everything seems to be taken care of. Yep. Um, and then there's this business. Yeah that has been up and down because, you know, I'm working so much on That's my job. Right. So yeah, because you, you're up and down with it, so it goes up and down. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about it, and we both felt impressed. I felt impressed, and then she said, I think it's time for you to leave your job. Oh, wow. And when she said that, I was like, all right, it's done, I'm gone. <laughs> Next day, I went in, I spoke to my boss and she, started making plans. She gave plans. me the permission. Exactly. Uh -huh. um, but, but really and truly, we felt as if this is the move God wanted for us. We didn't have the, what we wanted was, you know, X amount of months in savings and all these different financial metrics that are met. None of it was met. Um, I left my job on June 30, June 30th. Uh, July 1 rent was due, and I wasn't sure how it was going to get paid. Things got so bad to where my, my wife would say, no, this wasn't two years in. This was maybe a year and changing. My wife would come to me and she would say, we need money for diapers. And I would respond, yeah, I know, but we, we don't have it. I, I don't know what to do. Well, what did that feel like as a, as a father? As, as a father as a provider. and a provider, that was the lowest of lows because... Family is a huge deal for me, and I want to give my family everything that I can. Yeah. Um, it felt terrible. Yeah. That, that's, that's the word that I would use to describe it. I felt like okay, I, I knew that I could build my business to where it needed to be, but for right now, when we need diapers, and we can't even afford that, and we got to use cloth and wrap yep. our son up, that just didn't feel well. Yeah. And I knew at that moment, that, that conversation just, I could still remember it today. I knew at that moment that I had to do whatever I had to do to make it so that that doesn't continue to happen. And that's when I really started to, I mean, I, things were hectic before at the job and I left the job because it was too hectic. Well, it got even more hectic because I knew I had to put in the work to build my business to the point where we could buy diapers and we could do way more than buy diapers. I knew the kind of life that I wanted for my family. And I knew that to get it to that point, I had to put in the work. My wife was a stay-at-home mom. Um, so whatever I make, that was fully... That's what you get. That's it. That's, that's all you get. Yeah. So I, I went to work and I made it work. And a few years, I mean, actually within five months of leaving my job, uh, I was making as much as I was making uh, at my job. That's and awesome. then it kind of went from there. But it, 
every so often there's this revelation of, whoa, this is not what I want for my life and for my family. I need to, I need to get to work and make it different. Yeah. When did you realize that you had kind of turned the corner on your goals in building your business? Like, was there a specific action that you took or strategy that you implemented? Or was there, or is it, was it just more of a slow build now that you were putting the focus on it? it so, so How did that materialize? So it was kind of a slow build with little spurts. Like, so it would go up to a certain point and I'd realize, okay, things are good. New baseline. Yeah, uh -huh. and, and then I set a new baseline. And then my mom ended up passing away. And when my mom passed away, um, and this, this is one significant moment for me. When my mom passed away, uh, before she passed away, I remember she called me. She had, um, she had breast cancer and it spread to her liver and all kinds of stuff. And she called me one day crying and her eyes were just yellow. Um, and after that conversation, I looked to my wife and I said, we need to get up and go and we need to do it now. Um, within a few days, we were in St. Martin. We just left everything uh, and we were there for like three months. We were, we were there for about two weeks before she passed and then we stayed with the family for some time after to help them out with things. But I literally walked away from my business for that time and we survived. Yeah. My income went down, obviously, because I wasn't doing as much as I was. I was hardly doing anything because I needed to invest my time in my family. Yeah. But before I left my job because it was taking so much time away from my family. Now I had a business to where I could take three months away from my business and my family would still be okay. And I was able to be with my family when they needed me most for an extended period of time. Yeah. That to me, I mean, if there were a moment that has taught me that I could never go back to what I was doing before, is that because I, I would not- You would have never been no, able to do that as a professor. Of course not. And I wouldn't even expect it. Yeah. Um, but to be able to create the life that you want to create is such a powerful concept to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm still growing in that process. You know, when was that time? This last week was another time where I realized, wait, there are certain things in my mindset that I need to change yeah. in order to get to the next level. Yeah. And there'll constantly be those times throughout this journey. That's awesome. So let's tell our audience a little bit, a little bit about blogging. Absolutely. So blogging's not dead, obviously, but what would you say for those that maybe don't have a blog yet for their business or for themselves? How do they, what's a good strategy about diving into blogs? It's like the original social media, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the way I look at it is um, you need to first identify the customer that you are trying to get to do business with you. Okay. And once you've identified that customer and you know them, you understand them, you do the research and you figure out what they are looking for, then you become the person that is creating the content that they are looking for. Um, that's what I did with my biology blog. You know, I, I took the classes that I was trying to teach. So I literally just went through and all of the questions I know, I knew that students had, I'd create a video about that question, uh, answer that question in detail, I'd put it on the blog, I'd have an article that goes along with it and so on. I became my customer and I, be, I created the kind of content that I needed to create yep. to attract that customer. Um, so I think that's the first part of okay. it, understanding who they are okay. and what they are looking for. And based on that, creating a content strategy where you are creating exactly what they're looking for so that you become known as the expert in that industry. Yeah, That's the first part to me. Okay. Um, 
Beyond that, you know, depending on what you are doing this for, if it's you're trying to build a business, it's now trying to identify what problems do they have mm. that you can solve for them or help them solve. And in what way can you solve it? And then creating systems to take them from getting from that free content to, you know, subscribing to your email list and then going through the process of getting more value from you yeah. and then being introduced to your products and services. Yeah. That's kind of like the, the general overview of the process that I teach my, my students. Kind of create a content, a top, top level funnel where they're consuming your content and blog articles. Absolutely. But then they're being taken through to links that will lead to, um, like you said, subscribing to an email list of some kind. Exactly. And then um, hitting them up with services that they'll probably need to pay for, right? Some exactly. Sort of some sort of class or some sort of, um, like you said, mastermind or whatever it is. Yes, exactly. Okay, very good. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, again, is the main place for people to find you, um, becomeablogger.com? If, if they want to like get started with blogging and like mm -hmm. go through like step-by-step -step free training on yep. how to do that, if they go to fromideatoblog.com, okay. uh, that basically walks them through the process of coming up with an idea and how do you take that idea and turn it into something that could be a profitable blog. So is that the main place you'd point them to then? That from, is the, from idea to blog. From idea to blog.com. Cool. Okay. Again, this is Leslie Samuel, blogging expert. And thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me on. And thank you all for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast for more great content coming up. We'll see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step -step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and, and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.